All right, Carrie, what do you think about Mike Lindell? <laughs> I think he's a great patriot. He has given up everything for, for this country. You know, I, I say to supporters when I'm out, out talking to voters, I didn't serve my country in the military. It's one of my great regrets. But we can all jump in and be patriots right now and save our country from what I believe is a hard push to socialism, which eventually runs us right into communism. And we're yep. seeing it right now with these mandates and this, our freedoms are being taken away. And I'm not trying to be dramatic. This is happening. You know it. Yes, um, yes. We have to stand up right now and fight. Just stand up because maybe you don't even have to fight, but if enough of us stand up and say, no, I'm not going to mask my children. No, I'm not going to get a vaccine that I don't, want to get, or better yet, none of your business, what vaccine I got. If enough of us do this, they can't fire us all, right? They can't kick all of our kids out of school. And if they do, well, then we learned a lot about the school our kids were going to. It takes a lot of courage right now to be a parent who's willing to push back against the school, but we have to do it for the future of this country. And um, we're all kind of serving our country right now. And and I, I feel that because I was, I'm too old now to serve David. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can to serve my country and my state and take it back from what I believe are, are truly tyrants. Tyrants. 100%. Agree with you 100%. Uh, I got to ask you, how did this feel? President Donald Trump was on the stage in Arizona, calls out your name, and listen to this response. When Donald Trump rattled off the names of Republican candidates during his visit to Phoenix... Kerry Lake. No one received the applause Kerry Lake received. It wasn't even close. Wow. Not even close. (laughs) That was such an amazing moment. Um, Well, first of all, he he named off all of the gubernatorial candidates that were there, and he started with one of my competitors, and then he named my name, and the place just exploded. I mean... The doors blew off. It really was something else. It, that, that video did not quite capture it. And it and it kind of, the president took a moment to take it in and said, whoa, you're going to yes. have a good night. This is amazing. So um, it was really impressive. I, I just felt the warm love from Arizona. And to have patriotic people who love the state as much as I do recognize what I'm doing, which is um, I'm jumping in, I'm throwing my hat into the ring, jumping into the arena because I want to save Arizona. We're currently going the wrong direction. If we don't get an electable conservative that can win in the general, we're going to end up with a pure socialist. And this is a person who um, has called all Republicans in the states, not in the state Nazis, yet she runs the election. She's the secretary. And you're talking about the next in line, right? The, 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 the person running uh, that's not even close to you right now, but second in the race. No, I'm talking about Katie Hobbs. I'm sorry. I should give names. Uh, Katie Hobbs is the, the leftist who's running on the Democrat ticket. And okay. she was in charge of our election, by the way, the 2020 election. Now she wants to run. She wants to be in charge of the 2022 election. And she wants to be governor. And I've already called for her to recuse herself from her duties. She cannot possibly run the next election, especially because she's running against uh, five Republicans who she's already labeled all of us Nazis. How how can she run this election fairly? Um, but I'm really worried that if we don't get a Republican in office who can win, and I believe I'm the one, the only one who can beat the Democrats, um, then we will yep. become a blue state. The Southwest will be gone and eventually the whole country will turn blue and we can't have that. 
So I was well, thrilled very- by the way President Trump responded. I, I every yeah. every day I think about how wonderful that was. Have you had a chance to speak to him in person? I have not, but I have talked to people near him and uh, and heard he was asking about me and incredibly impressed by that. You know, he kind of he looks at things like that as important. And yeah. and it is important because that yes, tells yes. you how people feel, even more so than polls and things like that. Although I will say I'm doing really well in the polls as well. So that makes me feel um, good as well. Yes, you you are doing amazing in the polls. And uh, we definitely may, need to make sure Katie Hobbs does not get in there. But I still think you're the best Republican to represent uh, Arizona with a, without a shadow of a doubt. Thank you. Uh, what What are some of the things you've got, you know, from from your state mandating masks, the lockdowns, the potential further lockdowns as this uh, covid variant continues to morph? Uh, we've got this continual push from the media, from state, from hospitals, from job, from businesses to mandate the vaccine. What's your what's your take on all of that mandating on Americans freedoms? Boy, we're really learning a lot about um, our companies in our community and the companies in our states and, and kind of who's with the people and who's kind of pushing back and trying to take our rights away and our, our freedoms away. I'm absolutely opposed, as I said, to um, coercion or forced mm. vaccines. I am not a, uh, you know, a, what do you call them? The not never vaxxer or I forget. The name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had my polio shot and all of that, but you know, where do they stop? So it was where you had two vaccines and you're fully vaccinated. Now they're saying you need a third. Then they're going to say you need a fourth. When do the people who are fully vaccinated and yelling at those who aren't vaccinated finally stop and recognize what's going on? It's never going to stop. They're going to want you to have another vaccine, another one, another one. I think eventually everyone's going to be on our team saying enough is enough. Even the people who right now are shouting at us and telling us to put our masks on and get our vaccinations are going to eventually come over and say, you know what? We see what's happening. I'm opposed to that. I'm standing in full support of our our medical professionals who were, when when, uh, COVID hit, they were our heroes. And now the hospitals are telling them, get this vaccine or get out. That's just appalling. They're telling um, the young men at one of our our, um, schools here in town, the private schools, they're forcing them to get the vaccine or basically lose out on enjoying their high school, um, their high school life. So, and other schools are pushing mandates on masks. I stand with the parents. I stand with the students and I will not apologize for that. And as governor, if I've said this before, we've got to stand up. If you get a ticket, a fine, your business gets ticketed on day one, I will pardon any Patriot who stood up to demand our freedoms. So, but we have to have that, that strength right now because I'm not governor yet. I can't go in there and stop this nonsense and this BS. We have another governor in office and I wouldn't be in when I win until early 23, Hmm. but we need to stop this now. And so I'm standing with the people to do that. Well, I agree with you. We need to do, we need to unify together. You know, that's why I make shirts like this. I support full facial nudity. (laughs) You know, it's only kind of nudity I support, but I support full (laughs) facial nudity. I love seeing people smile. I love seeing the expression on people's faces. You know, and and then to think that if we feel that way, what are our little kids that maybe can't express how they feel? What are they going through when they've got to wear a mask, can't see anybody else's face? They're breathing their own oxygen. And and we know kids aren't the cleanest. Right. They're touching everything and they're touching their mask. That used to be one of the initial things that Fauci 
uh, all-knowing Fauci said was don't touch don't touch your mask. Initially, he said masks don't even do anything. The flip-flopping of the Fauci is just it's so crazy to me that people still follow anything that he says. Yeah. But to do that to our kids, in my opinion, it's child abuse. It's absolute child abuse. I see it and it, and my heart aches. My heart aches for these children. Um, we, I can't even hear people. I mean, I, I realized during this whole COVID thing how much I read people's lips when I'm communicating. I read people's faces. And I was on the ASU campus for a anti-mask rally last Friday, which, by the way, last Friday was 515 days of slow the spread. Now we're at 520 days, which is really just their way of trying to destroy our lives and dehumanize us. Um, these children need to be able to look people in the face and see smiles and see expressions. And I don't know how they're learning. I get very disinterested when I'm communicating with somebody and we both have masks on. Yeah. I just want to walk away. I'm disinterested. And we need to take our masks off and start communicating one-on-one -on -one with people again. I, I don't have little ones. I have teenagers. And before my son went back to high school, I contacted the school and said, I want to know right now, What's your mask policy? Because if you're going to at any time require my son to put a mask on, we're, we're not going to go there. We need to get to that point where we just say we will pull our kids out of these schools. We'll find a school that has common sense and we'll send our kids there or we'll homeschool. But it's torturous and it's child abuse. I agree with you 100% on that. Well, and I think and I hope and I do hear that the numbers of homeschooling children Uh, is rising. There's a lot more parents that are saying enough's enough. I'm not putting my kids through this anymore. So, and I think it's messages like what you share, you know, what we continually try to share that are getting parents to just say, you know what, enough is enough. Uh, we're not going to put our kids through this. I think that's so important. Let me ask you about this. How important is, is faith to you? Oh my gosh, it's everything. When I stepped away from my job, I, it was really scary. I mean, I was walking away from a, a very large paycheck that put food on the table from a career that I was number one in for many years, the most well-known person probably in media in Arizona, and just something that I knew and, and stepping into the unknown. And as I made that decision, I, I prayed to God and I just said, you know what? My life is yours. I'm doing this because I know it's the right thing. You're guiding me to this decision. Now I'm asking you to take over. And I And I believe that God has opened me up and freed me up at this point to run for office. I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about the governor's race in 22. It hadn't even crossed my mind. I was still thinking about the 2020 bungled election. And, um, and then as I got response from the viewers who, and the people of Arizona who were upset that I, sad that I left, but understood the reason why. And they started saying, would you please run for governor or would you run for Senate? And I kept hearing that over and over and over again. It put the seed in my mind and I thought, maybe this is what I should do. Maybe we need a leader who truly cares about the state and isn't bought and paid for. And that's when the ball kind of started rolling and I started talking to people who I respect in politics and in policy and said, what do you think of this? Is this something I should do? And they, all of them said, absolutely. You've got the name ID and not just name ID. Because, I mean, look at Senator Mark Kelly has name ID. He paid hundreds of millions of dollars to get name ID when he yeah. ran for office for Senate. But I have name ID that's backed by trust. People had me in their homes for 27 years here in Arizona, in their living rooms. They had me on the uh, TV in their bedroom. It doesn't get any closer than that. So yeah. I'm really fortunate that I have um, a lot of goodwill that I've earned over the decades here in Arizona, and it's enabling me to really connect with voters. Well, I love that. Uh, 
I love that that you shared that when you when you felt in your heart that you needed to make a change and you prayed about it and you felt God's I, I always I always judge it by if I feel peace and joy on something, right? Because it can be a completely, you know, it, it doesn't even make sense in the natural, but I really feel that God will give us peace and then he'll even give us joy. And you said you felt like a freedom. And I believe oh that that's gosh. how God confirms to his kids what direction we're supposed to go. And so many people need that right now with Afghanistan, yes. with what's taking place in Afghanistan, the uh, the unrest that's there, the 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 way that you, the United States of America is now being looked upon uh, from the world stage as an absolute catastrophe. Mm -hmm. uh, military, you know, is just is in shame and they shouldn't be. I mean, our military veterans are amazing individuals that put their lives on the line. And yet they just feel so much remorse over the decisions of this current commander in chief on paper, I like to say, but the, the rest of the world looks at us like we're the laughing stock. I mean, it's, it's the biggest thing. What is your, what's your takeaway with, with what's taking place in Afghanistan right now? Well, uh, Joe Biden's a laughing stock. Kamala Harris is a laughing stock. The administration yeah. is a laughing stock. America is not a laughing stock. And I think our military men and women, many who uh, lost lives, limbs, uh, they lost so much. They, I'm so proud of them, but it pains me to see what this, this president has done over there. It, it just reckless behavior. He doesn't know what he's doing. I'm not even sure he's all there. And I'm not even sure he's the one making the decisions. He has completely destabilized. So. Yeah. He's destabilized the globe. He's left billions of dollars in the, uh, in, in tools of war in the hands of people who do not have our best interest in mind. I, I wish so much. I know you feel the same way that Donald Trump were in charge because this would have never happened never, on his never. watch. I don't know what's going to happen next. I think things are destabilizing in Taiwan. He's opened yep. up, uh, given basically given our military equipment to, um, to people who may be our enemies. And most importantly, most shockingly, he's left Americans in Afghanistan while he's, all, while he's at the same time trying to bring uh, Afghani people over to America. How about we yeah. get the Americans out first? How about we get the Americans out first? I'm just appalled by it. It, it pains me. I don't even um, know what it must feel like to be a veteran who fought in Afghanistan to be watching this. They must be horrified. Yeah, they must, they must be. And I hope that the rest of the world understands that. And you, what you said was perfect. Uh, um, we, the people, America should not be the laughingstock 100% of the blame should fall on Biden, Kamala Harris. She said she was the last person in the room before he made that decision uh, and the administration, his administration, his his heads of uh, from the national security adv advisors to the, the Pentagon, the heads, heads in the Pentagon. They, they're even saying, you know, we don't even know if the Taliban got our weapons. Yes, you know that they got our weapons. And I, I got to see President Trump share last night with Hannity that uh, his plan was to pull out our Americans first then pull out those that helped us, pull out equipment, and, and it would have been completely different. For the mainstream media now to try to say that, oh, Biden was just following Trump's uh, playbook and Trump's plan, what do you say to that? Well, you know what? I, I, I don't believe what the mainstream media says, but even if, let, let's say the plan was this, you know, this is the plan that, that was Trump had made at that time. Things change on the ground, right? Joe Biden is in charge of the military. He needs to assess the situation yeah, and yeah. do his own thing, do the right thing. You know, you, 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 things can change from week to week in a military zone. 
So even if he's trying to blame it on Trump, and if that's what Trump had put into play, um, you know, weeks or months ago, then you need to reassess what's happening right now before you do what you did in Afghanistan. And, and he didn't do that or his people didn't do that. They're completely incompetent. And, and it's a danger to the world. I'm very concerned about the flights that are coming over here with yes, people yes. Um, from Afghanistan. We, we aren't vetting people at our southern border right now. We have who knows who's coming in at our southern border. 200,000 a month at last count. Those are the ones we know about. We've got others pouring in. And we need to vet people before they come into our country. And so while I have a big heart, and I know Americans do as well, I don't have a big heart when it comes to bringing people who don't have our best interests in mind over here. That's where my big heart shrinks down a little bit and my brain takes over and I say, no, we're not doing that. Yes. Well, and you made a great point. I've said, you know, what what is one thing that Biden did follow that was Trump's? Nothing. He's done the opposite <laughs> of everything Trump did. So why would he all of a sudden follow Trump's plan? But even to your right. point, even if that was Trump's plan, even if, which I don't believe it was, but even if it is, it was, that was seven months ago that Trump left office. And while things change on the ground, for him to just, again, try to lay the blame on Trump, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely asinine to me. So uh, final final thoughts, Carrie. Thank you so much for your time today. What is your final heart and passion for for Arizona and then your hope for America? Well, my my hope for Arizona is that we will continue to have the spirit of the Wild West in us and remember what it means to be Arizonans. We've kind of lost that a little bit. We've had a lot of Californians moving here, and sometimes they bring their ideas here. We want to be truly Arizona and to bring that kind of, you know, what you see, the Texas state pride. We want to have Arizona state pride. I'm so proud to be an Arizonan, and I know that my fellow citizens feel the same way. I want to get us back on track. I want to secure our border, come hell or high water, whether the Biden administration does it or not. And then I want to start chipping away at some of the socialist push that's already made their way into our state and just become the freest state in the country. Freedom for our First Amendment rights, religious freedom, which is the most important, the very first right our founding fathers gave us. And I want to have our freedom of speech back. We've seen that conservatives have lost that while Democrats can just say whatever they want. And I also want to bring back our freedoms of uh, Second Amendment. We are a pretty free Second Amendment state. I want to let every Arizona know that will not change. I want to be a pro-family state and a pro-business state and just bring some common sense back to our governance here. So that's my goal. But we can't do any of it until we get our elections uh, fixed and, and fair. And we're going to do that. We're going to take what we learned from this audit. We're going to make changes to it. And I'm um, otherwise I wouldn't be running if I didn't think that was possible, because if I thought the 22 election was going to be as bad as the 20, I, it would be a waste of my time. So election integrity, election integrity, election integrity. I love it, Carrie. Absolutely love what you stand for, what you represent. And you're standing for, I believe, the will of the majority of people that do have common sense or waking up to common sense because of the lies that are being exposed because of the mainstream media that's being exposed. And uh, we need you in office. So my full Mm -hmm. support for you, Carrie Lake, for governor of Arizona. I hope I'd love to have you on again as time progresses. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for being willing to take that step of faith 
to throw your hat in the ring, to take the jabs that come at you. Uh, I just I just pray God would protect you and your family and would continue to just rise you through the ranks that all the arrows that the enemy throws at you would just bounce off of you, bounce off like a shield of protection that God has around you and that he would continue to just rise you through the ranks uh, of, of not just governor, but I believe he's even got more for you beyond that, but that's the next step. So I just oh pray God. blessing and favor on you and your campaign and on your family in the beautiful name Thank of Jesus. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. People always say, what can I do to help? And I say prayers, most importantly. And you can also go to our website and make a donation or support me that way. But the prayers mean everything because they're coming at me from every angle. As Steve Bannon said, you're going to get punched in the face every day. Are you ready for that? And I said, yeah, I think I can handle it. As long as I have God uh, watching my back and I have the great people of Arizona behind me as well, I'm happy to step forward and lead. So thank you. I would love to come on your show again. And thank you for your support. Well, my pleasure. And please, if you're watching or listening, go to carrylake.com, donate what you can, support, support her. We need women like her, individuals like her representing us. Carrie, thank you so much. God bless you. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. We'll be cheering for you. Okay, thanks. Friends, please share the mess out of this video or this podcast, however you're listening today. People need to understand and know who Carrie is, what she represents, and why she's running. And hopefully that'll be a catalyst for other like-minded, like-hearted, patriotic Americans to also do the same. These are the kind of people that we need in office representing us. So please go support Carrie at CarrieLake.com. And don't forget to get over to MyPillow.com, find yourself something nice for you or your family member, and use that code TRUMP2020 when you do. God bless you. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is The David J. Harris, Jr. Show.